Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendega. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We are locked, loaded, ready to go. We're talking some, we're going to be talking a little bit of wrestling. I got a question for Mike on the wrestling front today. Um, we're going to be talking some NFL playoffs. We're going to be talking about some officiating. We're going to be talking, uh, I have a question about Aaron Rodgers going into this postseason. Um, and we're also going to be talking Black Monday in the NFL as well. And I also, we're going to talk about uh, Brad Holmes' press conference. we got to talk about that as well today, Mike. Mm-hmm. But let's start off, I'd say, uh, let's start off with the, with the freshest stuff. Let's talk a little bit of the NFL playoffs. We're not going to get into it too deep here on this show. We may do a quick hitter on Tuesday post-Rams game just to kind of get you guys up to snuff, kind of do a review and preview the divisional matchups. We're recording this on a Sunday, so we only know the results of a couple games. Um any real surprises just from those first two games, Mike? We're not going to spend a ton of time on this uh, just because, you know, wild card. Yeah. The expected winners, I think, won both of those games. Yeah. Bengals get their first win in 31 years. Congratulations to them. Yeah. Big win for them. The Lions are now the longest active drought in the NFL. But it's coming, folks. It's coming. We'll get there. Hopefully. Pray to God. Um, and then New England suffering their worst loss under the Bill Belichick era in the playoffs, and it's not even close, uh, you know. I think Bill, it's the Bills had a perfect game. Not even not even like exaggerating. I think it's the worst wild card playoff game I've ever watched. Oof. Maybe even playoff game in general. Like there like bad. there was not it wasn't competitive. The Bills had bad. Bills played a perfect offensive game. What do you think is a worst game? A game where one team just steamrolls they're clearly better. Yeah. Or a team like I found last year's Seattle Rams game one of the most annoying games ever to watch because yeah. I was so hopeful about Seattle guess, and then the Rams shut him down. And I went, just why? What is wrong? I guess with you? It, you know not, what I mean? Not like, not like frustrating because that's yeah, frustrating. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like from a performance standpoint, like okay. the Patriots performance, yeah. I don't think I've seen a worse performance yeah, from a bad. playoff team. I don't know that in game, a long the time. Lions game against Seattle. That was pretty freaking bad. What? Nine points that game. Yeah. But that I mean, really, they only allowed like yeah. 21. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yikes. Like they actually stopped them <laughs> once or twice. Yeah, that's true. The Bills scored on seven straight drives. Well, Matt Patricia took over. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Weekend. Good lord. Oh, like the only god. drive they didn't score on was the end of the half where they just took a knee, yeah. and then when they took knees at the end, yeah. everything else was touchdowns. Not even field goals either. It was think, all touchdowns. Not to get too delved into these into these games. Do you think that that pick by Micah Hyde, which was a phenomenal play, was crazy. right? I thought he had a touchdown. I was like, oh, he's got him. He yeah. took his kick. Because they were beating them off the edge early, yeah. right? They were taking shots. Do you think that was the moment where New England went, well, we threw everything we could at him? Because he converted two long third downs <laughs> yeah. on that drive, right? He scrambled for 15. They had a nice comeback route, right, where they yeah. beat the corner. And then he throws a deep bomb on first down. And I'm like, oh, he's got him. 7-7. Yeah. Here we go. And, and he picks it. And he gets a pick. And then literally Buffalo goes, ha-ha. I th- you thought you were funny. Never mind, and we're just going to destroy yeah. you. Yeah, I think I think the game was over when he threw that pick, and the Buffalo yeah. went down and just easily scored a touchdown. Yes, immediately. Which, which also I want to add yeah, to yeah. that yeah. is Josh Allen 
I don't know why they don't incorporate the run with him more. Don't understand it. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. every like, especially like like the Chiefs game in like week five or whatever this year. Yeah, like specifically in my mind, I can remember like three or four really big run plays By that him. just come off of like I'm yeah. looking, I'm looking, I I break. He's like six five and two thirty. Yeah. No one, no one's, no one's bringing him down by any yeah. means. Right. Like I don't understand why he's like he plays like the Jets and he's like let me be in this Tom Brady pocket passer. I'm like no. Use your legs. Yeah. Run right, a little exactly. bit. Like, extend the play. Yeah. And another thing. He had a really nice read option in the first quarter. Exactly, where, where he just breaks board. it for, like, 30 yeah. yards. And, like, and another wow. thing is, and they do, the, the Chiefs also do a great job of this, is yeah. every single play, I feel like, was, like, a five-yard in that went for eight. Yeah. Every yeah. single play. Yeah. No one ever, like, got blown up. Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, I catch it for five. Turn, I fall backwards. Yeah, yeah. Or I extend the ball. Yeah. They got, like, six yards on every single play, it felt like. Yeah. What, this was a culmination. If you're a Buffalo Bills fan, I can only oh, imagine God. how good you feel today. Yeah. Like, the culmination of having New England just own the division for the past 20 years, and you finally are just like... Nope. It was like... You let the dams go. Like, yeah. they had a big man touchdown at the end when they're up 35. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just complete and utter devastation from New- from Buffalo. And you just felt like you could tell they'd been like, oh, this has been yeah. our moment. This has been like 20 years coming, Especially basically. after they only ran the ball, threw the ball three times and beat them. Yeah. And then you come back in here. You have a home playoff game, which was huge for Buffalo. Hadn't had it in a while. And then you come in at full capacity, yeah, right? Yeah, because last year you yeah, had yeah, two, they did, yeah, they did. but they were like half. Crowds rocking, division division rival, the New England Patriots, the Patriots, the Mister Kryptonite for this Buffalo Bills team. Yeah, and you beat Belichick. You it just I just felt like it was one of those. It's like if the Lions beat Green Bay in the divisional round. Yeah, and they're at home. Yeah, and they just every for the past 40 years, just let all the rage go kind of thing, you know? And yeah. Buffalo's got Super Bowl aspirations. We talked about that in the past, right? We oh. had them as one of the favorites. I will say, if it does happen, this yeah. Chiefs-Bills game next it's gonna weekend fire. is going to be fire. It should be fire. I hope so. As long as Josh Allen so. comes well, to play. Well, they built that team. I mean, you draft Gregory Rousseau, right? More pass rushers. You, you have two really great safeties back yes. there. It's not yeah. like you Micah built- Hyde. Is I don't understand how it does not get more credit. Yeah. I don't understand how the Packers let him go. Yeah. I do not understand how the Packers let him go. He is their best defensive player, and yeah. it's not close. Mm-hmm. Good God. Yeah, but yeah, no, I think the Bills Chiefs game is going to be an absolute roller coaster. Yeah. Um, who would win? Depends on the day. Depends on the day, honestly. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun. For fun. Sure. Yeah. Um, One I'm most anticipated for if the Chiefs, I guess I'm going to say if the Chiefs beat the yeah, Steelers. We don't know at but, this moment in time. Let's just assume because handle your shit. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for sure. And then obviously the other one, Cincinnati getting their first win in 31 years. Big win for JB. Um, you know, Cincinnati, if, if you're a Lions fan, you're looking at Cincinnati and going, that's kind of the blueprint we're hoping to follow from a timeline perspective, right? Is, is you get your coach establish the culture and all right we hit on a couple picks right and we really start to build up some steam and if you look at division wise and we're going to talk about the co- the coach firings here in a minute but like it very much feels like that in where cincinnati was right where okay buffalo i mean baltimore pittsburgh and cleveland on paper definitely have better rosters in, in some capacity than you do right yeah. but injuries coaching scheme whatever you want to you know it's like all of a sudden it's like oh look at that like we got the youngest team we got the fastest team we got the most resilient team we're just we're just throwing caution to the wind and saying screw it we're, we belong here and pittsburgh's 
Probably going to have to do a quarterback this year, so you may see a step back just because rookie quarterback play. Cleveland's a disaster somehow. I don't Mm -hmm. understand how you have on paper the best roster in football, but you're a disaster. And Baltimore can't stay healthy because a strong win breaks someone's leg. So you're just like, all of a sudden, if you're Cincinnati, you're going, all right. Like, this is is the time. You know what I mean? Do do you feel like – they're, they're, I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. I just don't. I, I think yeah. they're just a little bit too far away from there, though. But where, where do you see Cincinnati in the next couple of years? Are are, yeah. are you expecting them to kind of get into that Buffalo-Kansas City-type range? Or how far away do you think they are from that? Yeah. I still think they have some issues offensive line-wise. I think they have some issues defensive secondary-wise. Um, but it's a really good makeup, and Joe Burrow's playing out of his mind. Yeah. I think the problem that Cincinnati runs into yeah. is I think they're about the fourth or fifth best team in the AFC. Yeah. I would have um, the Chiefs, Chargers, Bills. Yeah, the Chargers above them, huh? Yeah. I think I just think from a roster standpoint, okay. I think like yeah. like defensively, they are much better defensively. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just like you have to they have to play the Chiefs, so they're not gonna yeah. win the division very often. <laughs> um and then I think Cincinnati's either four or when Baltimore's fully healthy, mm-hmm. I think Baltimore definitely could be better than them. Yeah. And then you could throw in Tennessee because Tennessee's offense is absolutely incredible when Derrick yeah. Henry's there. Mm-hmm. But I think the problem they're going to run into is teams like the Bills and Chiefs specifically, but also also yeah. the Chargers though are only just getting better. Yeah. Right. So I think like the the Bengals because they made the playoffs and they won a playoff game are probably a slight above the Chargers, yeah. but the Chargers easily next year could be eleven and five, get to the playoffs and win and get to right. the divisional championship game. And then the Chiefs and Bills are not just going to go away right, within right. the next ten years. Yeah. So you're going to be competing with those three teams yeah. more than likely for the next it ten sucks years. To be a guy in the AFC on the up and coming, knowing that Mahomes is like 25, and you're just like, exactly. God bless it. Like, yeah, son, like the it's NFC, like, the top of the line for the NFC, Brady, Rogers, they're not spring chickens anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you you could yeah, da- Dak's like your youngest yeah, one. You Stafford's even yeah, 33. You could, yeah, exactly. Whatever. You could potentially see the end of the end of the tunnel, right? Yeah. You could see some light where you go. Just gotta hold out just a yeah. couple more years. Yeah, two, three more seasons. Retire. Yeah. Rogers may go to the AFC. We're gonna talk about Aaron in a minute, but you're just like, maybe, right? Yep. Maybe is my time. Dak is like, I just gotta hold on to Stafford's like, I just gotta hold on just a little bit longer, you yeah. know? Like, just gotta not break my back one more time. Like yep. whatever the case may be. So it's an interesting dynamic for sure. Um I don't wanna spend a ton of time on this. We talked a lot about this post or pre pre show here, but Aaron Whistle, okay. Yeah. I don't have an issue. I think Cincinnati wins that game regardless. But mm-hmm. it is hard for me as somebody who's such a stickler for, like, just do things the right way. I do that in my life. I do that when I coach. Everything right. Just do things the right way. How we are consistently seeing the biggest league in the United States, the NFL, have officiating mishaps that may or may not – I'm not going to say that it cost the Raiders the game, but I will say that it's 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 a determining factor, clearly, where we consistently have issues like this in somewhat big games. I know that you're not a big blame the officials guy, Mike. You know, and we're you know, and I I try not to be, but it's hard at times for me to just consistently see stuff like this happen in big games. We talked about the misholding call against Tampa in the NFC Championship game. Pittsburgh reaching over the line against what was that New England? I think yeah. they're playing New England. You know the not the pickup of the flag against Detroit was it a catch against Dallas? The very next week in those playoff series, the missed pass interference call against New Orleans. Um, just 
the, the level of which we, we, I can just immediately cherry pick mm-hmm. things, right? From different teams, and yet we see no improvement. We see nothing done about it. No, no consequences, no nothing about doing your job poorly. And we also don't see any improvement on the explanation, interpretation, clarification on rules like catching, like was he down, like we talked about before, someone fumbles, they blow it dead, but he clearly fumbled and it should have been touched on for the yeah. other team. I just don't know how you feel about it, but I'm starting to get really frustrated as just a fan of football mm-hmm. to see stuff like this happen where it goes, it can't keep happening. Like we have yeah. to be better overall as a league and the NFL just can't be like, oh, sorry, and release a press statement the next day. Now this yeah. game is not as egregious, but it just brings up other missed calls in, yeah. in me where I go, God bless it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just can't stand it. Can't yeah. stand it. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't it doesn't impact me as much. Yeah. I would like to see, I guess, less of it. And um, my philosophy is always let the play finish out. Yeah. And and that's in any sport, like basketball, anything. Yeah. Like let the full play finish out, yeah. and then you can go back and review stuff afterwards. Yeah. Like we were talking about, like. If you think, like, because they blew the whistle because they thought Joe Burrow was out of bounds. Right. Right? When he was running to the sideline, yeah. he throws it. You think he's out of bounds, so you blew the whistle. You're like, all right, he was out. Yeah. But then you realize, oh, he wasn't he's not out. out. Right. And, and, and I replay, it shows that he was he had a good, like, foot or so before yeah. he was out of bounds. Yeah, yeah. A hard but, angle, though. Yeah, me. it was a hard angle. you thought he was out. I watched and I went. I didn't think yeah. he was out. And so yeah. I think, like, a play like that, I don't think you blow the whistle. Just right. let him throw it. And then you can either, if it's incomplete, you can challenge. Oh, I think he was out, so give me two more yards, which they wouldn't challenge. No. But, like, it's incomplete. Mm -hmm. Or if it was a touchdown, they would review all aspects of the play, Mm -hmm. and they would review, okay, was his foot out here? Did the receiver, I think it was Tyler Boyd, did he have two feet in? Did he ever, like, they review all aspects of it. Right. So, to me, for a lot of plays that we talked about, I I want to see the play, like, finish out, and then we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. But I do want to see better. But at the end of the day, I always think that, the better team always normally prevails anyway. Yeah. And so it never really impacts. Well, you know, I, I, for me, it's just – it's it's more than anything else like that. I, it's an integrity issue for me, right? Like I, I, would, I would relatively agree with you for the most part. I think I can cherry-pick a couple Lions instances in particular where like – the Seattle game where he hits it out of the back. Yeah. See. Okay. Yeah. Like see. That, those like, where you, you have no way to respond to those. Yeah. See, I'm I'm a fan of so like when yeah. we talk about like the 10 second runoff yeah. or the illegal hand of the face mm-hmm. thing that happened against the Packers. Yeah. But I talk more about the second one than the first one that happened. Yeah. Is if you don't have time to respond mm-hmm. and it's a totally blown call, mm-hmm. I think that's where my problem comes in because yeah. I go, you just took the game out of someone's hand. Right. That's yeah. the ones I have yeah. problems with personally. Yeah. Um. I, I, for me, but in general, I'm like, if it happens in the first quarter, yeah. I go, you have three quarters. I don't disagree with that to an extent. To, to help, but try for fix me, it. it comes back to you when you go to your work, when you yeah. go to your job, you're expected to do your job at a high level, yeah. right? If you all of a sudden blow something up, yeah, you know what I mean. You, you, you lose Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. They like, can't play anymore. That's a big deal. Yeah, right. And yet, and and there's a punishment that goes accordingly to that. If I turn off half my company's servers, that, that's a big deal, right? Yeah. There's problems that go with that, right? And it's no longer just, ah, uh, well, we're just going to issue a statement to say my bad, right? When we're not doing anything to actively correct the problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 
every year in the off season, they've got the rules seminar and they review things and all this other stuff. I just, you know, and I'm never about blaming the refs about stuff. Usually it's sometimes it gets the better of me. I'll admit it. But like, man, I just, I just hate even having to think about, well, what ref, like what officiating crew are we going to get? Right? Like, oh, well, this officiating crew throws more flags than anybody in the league. Oh, this ought to go well. Or they don't throw any flags. Okay, well, I guess, you know, everyone's just going to, you know, take forearm shivers in the face and no one's going to care. So it's like, for me, there's just no balance right now in the NFL to where I feel like I'm ever confident that in a big call, they're going to call it right. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's losing equity in the process, I guess. But, you know... And something that I'm going to monitor a lot, I think, a lot closer as we watch these divisional games, as we watch um, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the NFC Conference game, the Super Bowl, those kind of things. Because I don't like having to talk about the fact that, oh, man, Green Bay was driving to end that game against Tampa, but they get a, you know what I mean? Or they, yeah. they needed to stop to get the ball back and Tampa gets, a, you know, a holding penalty. You're like, wow, that was a really, really late flag. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of bull crap. Like, how do you – it's either it's there or it's not. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And those types of scenarios, I don't like having to think about, well, now we just now we just screwed the Packers out of it, right? Yeah. As much as I hate the Packers, I don't like that thought, right? I don't like the fact that, okay, well, I just saw Jared Goff get his head taken off, but they didn't call that penalty, mm -hmm. right, on a hand, you know, legal hands to the face or an, on unnecessary roughness. But – a strong wind blows Brady over, but uh, there's a, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, things like that just, they just irk me because it's just like, we're just not seeing the wholesale balance across the league sometimes, you know? And then when games can be potentially affected by calls and then if they're the wrong call, nothing outside of, well, okay, well, yep, we messed up. Whoops. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't, doesn't do anything for me, right? You don't get that playoff win back. You don't get that opportunity back. It's just gone mm -hmm. you know so like you, you can make the argument dallas could have went to the nfc championship game that year yeah. on that Dez cat right the lions could have potentially gone to play green bay in green bay that it's just like those things it just it's it just brings up bad memories for me <laughs> as a fan just in general watching big games where i just go man we're just swinging and missing way mm -hmm. too often on yeah. everyone's human i get we make mistakes but man you feel like you should have some sort of insulation some backup mm. plans on that stuff but you know that's beside the point all right i want to talk about before we get to black monday here because that's about the teams that aren't playing right now i want to talk about aaron Rodgers for a second okay we were talking about him right before we went on the air um you know talking about his raw ability where he could potentially go all that stuff i have a couple questions for you mike as the resident quarterback guru of the show mm -hmm. first question does rogers need to win a Super Bowl this year, not just get there. Does he need to win it? Does he? Does he need to? Does he need to? No. Does he need to? He don't think he needs to. No. No. Now, does he need to in the aspect of to be considered one of the top four or five? Four or five, I'm gonna say, right? Because I think the top three are pretty locked, in my opinion. Yeah. Bra Brady, Montana, Manning. Yeah. Um, does he need to win it in order for people to solidify him? Rather than be like, I guess I'll put Rodgers there. Maybe do I put yeah. Favre there? So so if he if he wins a second one this year, yeah. I don't think there's a lot of debate yeah. amongst people mm -hmm. that Rodgers is like four. Yeah. Right. I, like you have those three mm -hmm. and then like Rodgers is four. Mm -hmm. If he does it, I think you could still go like, okay, well like what about like John Elway? 
or right, what about yeah, like yeah, right. you know, Johnny Unitas, Johnny Unitas or yeah, whatever? Like yeah, yeah. you still have those guys that you could debate yeah. with because even Favre, you and even Far because Far has been to another one or whatever. Yeah. But I, I, I would personally say Rogers is four. But mm-hmm. okay, now I think it's more of a general consensus. We'll agree. Does that it he's does it does it matter at all? Depending on how these postseason go, whether they lose yeah. next weekend or they don't, whatever. If does it matter if they win or not? Whether he stays in Green Bay, does the results? of this postseason have any direct correlation at all in your opinion to him staying or leaving green bay no no i, I don't think Do you so think he's gone regardless or you think he's no well i think i think whatever he i see i don't know if he's gonna stay or go Do you think he's already made up his mind i think he already knows okay and i think whether he stays or leaves no. is it does not matter okay like i think i yeah. i would assume kind of like how like lebron or kd work yeah. like like going into seasons or whatever you're like okay this is probably my last year yeah. like lebron's last year in cleveland everybody knew everyone that. was like okay so this is your last like hurrah here yeah. like let's see if you can get to a final but like this is you're gonna leave to go somewhere else here kd same thing they were like okay he's gonna be a free agent okc's not doing anything for him he'll probably go somewhere yeah. now no one really thought the warriors at the yeah, time but like right. people thought he was gonna yeah, go went, somewhere how they, like how do they pay him <laughs> yeah how do, they, how do they pay all those people all that money but i think like if rogers was like okay i have a plan to go to like pittsburgh or denver yeah. or whatever that's like set inside like yeah, he yeah. knows already or if he knows he wants to stay i think um the only caveat to that is i think if they win there's a higher percentage that he probably stays yeah i mean like if he loses in the nfc championship game again yeah i think there's a strong chance yeah now do you think leaves, the way because I, but, I would argue taking the call out of it right which was a blown call which we talked about already Matt LaFleur did him no favors in that game no. against Tampa, right? No, you should have went for it. You should have went for it. You can't allow a touchdown at the end of the first half with two seconds left. Yeah. Scotty Miller, but it's fine. Yeah. All that stuff. Um, yeah. But do you think that that plays any role in, in his decision where it's like, I just can't trust this guy to just let me do my thing? Like, I feel like he needs his version of Numb Nut. What's his name from who LeBron had? Oh, Tyron Lue? Yeah, he needs his Tyron Lue. I agree with that, You know actually. what I mean? You know what? Like, I, he just needs someone you know, to sit there, oh, boss yeah. everybody else around, don't talk to me. You no, know, no, you know what he needs? He needs, like, his John Harbaugh for Lamar. Yeah, yeah. Like, because, like, all the, all the time, you I don't know, like, fourth and one, yeah, he literally walks out, okay. he goes, Lamar, what do you want to do? Go yeah. for it? All right, go yeah. for it. Call your right. point. Do whatever you want. Like, that's what he needs on big, important decisions. Yeah. He needs We're a coach that's like, that's like, Rodgers, what do you want? Yeah. And I do think a team like Denver... Because they don't have a coach yet, yeah. I definitely think he could like persuade them to like, okay, I kind of want this coach here, yeah. and then he goes over there, and it's like, okay, yep. this coach is gonna let me do what I want. So it's like a fourth and one mm-hmm. AFC Championship game. Rogers, you want to punt? Go, I'm gonna go for it. Okay, yeah, yeah exactly. It's fourth and eighteen. We're going for it. Okay, okay, do what I you guess. want. Yeah. Well, we'll try to yeah. explain this to the press when you yeah, don't right. get it. But exactly. but yeah, so I do think. Um, Having a coach, and if Matt Lafleur lets him do it more this off yeah. like this postseason, yeah. like that's what I'm interested to see. Yes, Fourth and two at the right. fifty, down right. three. It's yeah. like, do you go for? Are it you gonna let him go for? Or are you gonna kick it and take it out of his hands? Like mm-hmm. that's the stuff I'm interested to see. The the one that's always funny to me is when the kicks field going. Go, why are we ki-? like it didn't do anything for you? Like it still was a two. No, yeah, game. like when we were down fourteen like, yeah, and you like, kick like, a field what, goal, I'm like, why? You're still down eleven. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Um. Last question on Rodgers here, just because I, I I mean from a legacy perspective, right? If he ends his career only with one Super Bowl, what does that what does that do, right? Because like, I think it's hard. Like I have talked at nauseum both on and off air why I disdain for Troy Aikman because he's a fake 
good quarterback. Yeah. Okay. He won three Super Bowls. His numbers are garbage. He shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I don't care what you say. He shouldn't be. Um, Kurt Warner's another one, right? Where he had like three years where you go, wow, it really stands off the page. And then there's years where he was the backup to a 20 year old Eli Manning. Um, or Mark Bulger, look that up. Um, for, from, a, from a legacy perspective, if Rodgers only wins once, then he gets another two NFC or AFC championship games, whatever, right? Yeah. Just can't get over the hump for whatever reason. Does that start to play in a little bit where it's like, man, he had that one run in 2010, six seed on the road, they went and did it, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But then after that, it just he was always the favorite 98% of the time, just never could get it done. Does that does that at some point start to bleed into the Rodgers legacy? You know, of yeah. just couldn't win it when when he was supposed to, I guess. Because, like, Brady's always done it, yeah. right? Brady's always been the favorite, and most of the time it's like, okay, so he's I'm taking Brady. Yeah, Rodgers is in that same boat, right, where it's like, in almost any situation, I'm taking Rodgers, mm-hmm. probably unless it is against specifically Brady. And yet he hasn't always come up. He's yeah. blown it against – I mean, he, as in the Green Bay Packers, have blown it against yeah. Seattle, against Tampa, against other teams. I mean, at some point that bleeds into your own narrative. Yeah, I think – I think historically it will. I don't yeah. think, like, at this moment like, – No, of course. It yeah, won't. Yeah. But I do think a guy like Patrick Mahomes could easily – very easily mm-hmm. su- like surpass him in a lot of people's minds yeah if, if he, he keeps if he wins another super bowl it's like okay so you guys are probably equally as talented arm strength mm-hmm. arm wise um mahomes makes more uh, crazy throws crazy throws i don't know though man he, rogers sometimes dude no no, no i'm saying pocket. like mahomes makes more mistakes but also has a lot more years where he throws like 53 touchdowns yeah, where yeah. rogers has like a 48 yeah, but 30, or whatever yeah. but like um i think i think people will start looking at mahomes going okay maybe you are the, yeah, the fourth on the Mount Rushmore. Not I feel Rogers. like I feel like we will it, like when he's all done. Okay, let's just say for whatever reason he doesn't get another one. Yeah. Okay, and he finishes up right, and everybody goes, "Wow, what a career!" But as time starts to go a little bit, and it's just we kind of continue down the road, and the Herberts and the Burrows and the name the Lions quarterback. I'm gonna put that in the Sam world. Howells of oh, the world. God, shut up. Um, the Kenny Pickett's of the world. Whoever, <laughs> Perfect, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah the C.J. Strouds of the world. Whatever you want to say start to come up and start to have their big years, right? Like we've already seen the emergence of Burrow. We're seeing the emergence of Justin Herbert. We're seeing, you know, certain guys kind of take over. Um, Do you think that he will be forgotten a little bit for how good he really was when you look back at it where you go, man, the numbers are crazy, but, man, he just – I mean, he's one and eight in the NFC or AFC conference games, right? Like, I think we forget how good Jim Kelly was for the Buffalo Bills. They went to four straight Super Bowls. Yeah. They lost all four. Yeah. Right? We think we forget how good some guys like that were. No, that's what I mean. mean? I think, like, right now it won't affect him. But, like, in, like, 10 years, I think you're going to go back and be, like, that's why I think, like, people like Mahomes will just, like, surpass them because it's going to be, like, well, when you compare outside of the touchdown-interception ratio stuff, Mahomes hasn't beaten, like, everything. Everything. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, Like, championship appearances. If he gets to another one but he loses, does that help? Or hurt, or does it do anything like, um, for them? Because like, if now, he loses directly to Mahomes, it will hurt him. Yeah. If course. he, if he loses to like what Josh Allen or something, Allen, I think okay, oh. that was weird. But then do you think that hurts him more because it's like no? Because oh. I think Josh Allen will eventually surpass him too. Well, not surpass him, but yeah. I think it'll just be, like you'll look at Josh Allen and be like, oh, Josh Allen was really good. So like yeah, that was yeah, just yeah. like really good. Right. Like you don't want to lose to like a Jimmy Garoppolo. 
even though that can't like happen. Yeah, like you don't yeah. want to lose like a big bet right now. Yeah. Like oh, big bet someone got there and you lost. Like that would be like yeah. you lost to this guy. Like you don't want you don't want that either. Isn't it weird how we give Brady that pass though? Like, like if you lose to Brady, it's okay. Where it's like, uh, yeah, I lost to a guy who's collecting AARP checks, but it's fine. Like, isn't yeah. that weird how we do that? Where it's like, yeah. well, you lost to Brady. Brady's like, yeah, I'm 58 years. Old. Yeah. <laughs> That's so yeah. weird to me. Um, I, know, I still don't give it a pass. You gotta be Dick Foles. Gotta be Dick yeah, Foles. Yeah, right. Yeah. And Eli Manning. Be, no, I'm, saying, I'm saying like when you lose to Brady, everyone's yeah. like, oh, well, you lost to Brady. I just think okay. it's funny, like, if we're gonna compare like quarterbacks to beat. So, like, Brady's going out and he's like, I'll yeah. beat Russell Wilson. I'll beat Matt Ryan. Yeah. I'll beat uh, Donovan, Donovan McNabb, McNabb and, and Kurt Warner. Jake but, DeLome. Jake, yeah. That's, but you know, but that's you, an albatross. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, you know who I won't beat? Eli Manning and Nick Foles. Twice. Twice. Eli twice, which is crazy dude you know it's funny i real quick dude because that's a funny because uh we're going to talk about joe judge and him getting fired here in a minute but like they were talking about how well the giants are a stand-up organization you know they've won super bowls i go yeah either they won the super bowl or they didn't make the playoffs there yeah. was no exchange it was they had two years where they were good under tom coughlin and they won the super bowl every other year after that they were eight and eight it's just weird to me how history kind of morphs that into well eli was good no, he no, wasn't. wasn't. He was not good. I think he's like a career five hundred. Like, yeah, I think he's, he's like yeah, he's like he's like a hundred and a hundred oh in games God. or something. It's crazy. He's terrible. Yeah, it's not anything all that spectacular. It's crazy to me how him and Peyton both only have two Super Bowls, which is Peyton's gotta be like, God damn it. Like yeah. he's so thankful he won that last one as basically as standing there with a brain and some spinal fluid because yeah. he's totally useless in that Super Bowl. He's yeah. like, oh god, at least I got the same amount as Eli because I don't think yeah. I'll ever get over that. I know. I think, I think the funny part too is like Peyton's like, man, I had to fight Tom Brady every year. Yeah, and I, I beat him twice. Yeah, to get to the Super Bowl and then won both those Super yeah. Bowls. And Eli's like, I guess I like the Mannings are just people. It's like, yeah, man, like, if yeah. you get there, you're winning. You, you think Eli until Peyton won that last one? He just walked around and was like, Dude. yeah. <laughs> He's like, I've been to three. Every Thanksgiving, he just walks around with two Super Bowl rings on his fingers, just showing it off. He's like, and I beat Brady for both of them. You know, Brady's got like four of them just by beating you. <laughs> and then Manning's like, I went to three. And then Cooper's like, I'm Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just an interesting thought, right? Because I do think that certain guys, like, over the next couple of years, you're going to see some legacies defined. Right, Stafford's legacy is going to be defined in the next five years. It's going to yeah. happen, you know, rightly or wrongly. It is right. You're going to see Rodgers either cement a legacy as the top four or five greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen from now, not just from statistically, but having success and all that jazz. Right, Brady fully, if he couldn't already do it with the twenty-four to three comeback, did it again, going to another team, winning it again. Right, twenty-two is crazy. On. Unreal, right? Yeah. There's certain things. Mahomes, if he wins another one, you go, okay. You know what I need to see? I need Mahomes to have like that game though. I need him to play well in the Super Bowl. Like, That's what I mean. Like start there. Yeah, no, he's, like he's pooping. The Super I, Bowl. I need him to play like that game. Like yeah. I need them to play Green Bay and just have like a six touchdown Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, I, need. I would agree with you. Yeah, like, like really, like to find be like, yeah, I won this one. Yeah. Because I know you won by double digits, the one he did win, but like it didn't feel like a double digit win. They shouldn't have won that game either. San Francisco absolutely should have won that game. Yeah, a thousand percent. All you had to do was run the ball. All you had to do was run the ball. Yeah. All you had to do. That's fine. All right. Um, let's talk about Black Monday here. Black Monday. Black Monday. You know, you look at around the league. We had a ton of coach firings. A couple that came immediately. A couple that came two a weeks week later, later because they're just like, oh, maybe we just should. So going down the list, right? We had Vic Fangio got fired by Denver, right? Mike Zimmer got fired by Minnesota, and and Rick Spielman, their GM. 
Uh, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace fired by Chicago. Brian Flores gets fired by uh, the Dolphins. David Culley gets fired by the Texans. We had the Raiders opening already, right? And we have Jacksonville's opening. Am I missing anybody? Uh, Joe Judge. Joe Judge, sorry, yes. Joe Judge gets Makes fired sense. by the Giants, and Dave Gettleman retires, quote-unquote. Um, retires, is the GM, so whatever. Um, lots of teams in flux, for sure, right? To you, Mike, and we talk about this every year, right? It's our annual Black Monday-type uh, show. Um, out of those places, candidate Mike Merkel, where are you going? <laughs> you got your pick. You're the, you're the uh... hottest. You just coached Patrick Mahomes. To being the greatest quarterback. No, no. You just led Jared Goff to a Super Bowl and with the Detroit Lions as the offense coordinator where they scored 60 points a game. Everybody wants to give you the keys yeah. to the kingdom. Where are you going right now? Um, I would probably go to Miami. Really? Yeah. Okay. Why? Because I think, I think they're a, a good young team. Ouch. Defensively, pretty solid. Yeah. Offensively, I think you're really good around the board. You don't necessarily know if Tua's your guy, but I think he can be, mm-hmm. and I think they're a really good team. I think every other team, I have, like, a, a few more flaws and holes. Okay. You know, like Denver, I'm like, you don't have a quarterback right, right, right. at all. You know, Chicago's messed up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's a pretty good spot, but you're probably going to have to rebuild soon, and so do you want to sit there through a four-year rebuild mm-hmm. as a coach? Probably not. Um, Texans are... Okay, yeah. yeah. Giants Ownership are, sucks. Yeah, the Giants are kind of old, and their defense are paying like three-quarters of their entire cap space to. So well, I don't know if Kenny you want Galladay, that. So but you got Kenny Galladay, so you're fine. <laughs> who can't stay healthy. And then um, uh, missing one. Is that Brad Holmes' best move of the offseason, just not re-signing Kenny Galladay? Probably, honestly. Can't get open. $16 million is not there. <laughs> um, and then there's one more that I'm missing. The Raiders. Oh, the oh yeah, but I actually I don't think the Raiders is going to be open, no, and and you're, and you're playing in division with the Chargers and Chiefs. You don't think so, you think they're just going to keep? Uh, I think there's a good chance. Sriracha or whatever. His yeah, name at is. least yeah. for maybe like a year or two to yeah. see what you can do. But um, I forgot about oh and Jacksonville. They're just too. Jacksonville will be fun because you have Trevor Lawrence and you have a nice young roster, but you also have an awful roster. It's called it was like what Dan Campbell's walking into, yeah. except with a bona fide quarterback. Like you got a lot of stuff to do. I think Miami's probably the most ready to win. Yeah. So like as a hot candidate they were the closest, like myself, right? they're 500, right? Yeah. They were flirting with the playoffs for a little Yeah, you're bit. like 8-9. It's, eight, nine. it's the one job you didn't expect to be yeah. open either. Your your division's not impossible to win because yeah. New England's Doing their thing, Fine, yeah. Jets are pretty bad, and now you just have to compete really with the Bills, right? And so, and with three wild card spots, you got you got a lot of room to, to move around there, there yeah. too. So I would I would take Miami personally, maybe fix you up the quarterback situation a little bit, but I think everything else, I, I, I think you're I'm, good. I'm leaning between. Here's the problem, right? Is that all these teams you look at and you go, the tops of their divisions are just like monsters, exactly. right? And that's the toughest part. Like, I think Miami is the easiest. I look at if I'm looking from a from a job perspective. Um, I think Chicago would be somewhat interesting um, because you think you have the quarterback right now. This is assuming that you think Justin Fields can be the guy, right? That's Which I think I, I right um, ownership, especially, is so patient, right? They really, the, you know, McCaskies do not fire guys quickly, right? And that, I think, is a problem with the Houston job, where ownership is everyone. You know, it's funny. Everybody wants to talk about the Fords and how. 
they're terrible owners, right? They give coaches and regimes time to fail or succeed. Yeah. I'm sorry, but they do. They gave Caldwell three years, didn't get it done. They gave Patricia three, four years, right? They gave Patricia three years, right? They said, all right, last time, let's go. Like, this is the year. You're either going to do it or you're not. They give Schwartz time. They've given a lot of people ample room to make it or break it. Now, it yeah. hasn't happened, right? And you can maybe judge their whether their ability to hire the right guy that's fine but to say that they are not patient and they don't actively give the team resources it needs to succeed is not is not accurate it's yeah. not an accurate statement and i think the bears even more so the bears gave ryan pace autonomy this year to trade away future assets to go get justin fields and then fired him yeah, that's how bad Chicago was this year, and that's how they, they kind of forced. They're like, dude, you're killing us here with this team. Um, so Chicago's interesting to me. I think Minnesota's interesting as well. Also from ownership perspective, right? Rick yeah. Spielman was there forever. Mike Zimmer is a, one of the worst game managing head coaches ever, and yet they still managed to get you know stuff done. Kirk Cousins being there is tough because of the cap situation, but you've got pieces where you can be excited about. Um, I kind of tend to agree with you, Miami. I don't think Tua is necessarily going to be their answer, even if he, in five years, could be pretty good. I don't think they're going to give him that time no. in Miami. I think Miami's ownership is kind of poopy, too. Um, the Ross family is kind of not spectacular. Um, were you How shocked were you on a scale of 1 to 10 about Flores getting fired? I was like a like a 6-7. I wasn't a, a yeah. 10 like some people were because I look at his overall record and yeah, I, I mean, I look at it and I was like, you start off like one and eight this year, so I was like, <laughs> yeah. unless you made the playoffs and won a game, right. you're probably, yeah, probably like, gone. Right? Like it's like three, I'm like year three. Yeah, like I don't like if you're like like if yeah. Patricia last last yeah, two yeah. years ago, whatever his last year, if he would have like made the playoffs and won a playoff game, he'd, he'd still, still be here. here. Mm-hmm. But like you you went three and three, and your biggest game of the year, you put up an egg. Yeah, against exactly. the Panthers or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I was like, you like, like if you start yeah. your season off bad in your third year, mm-hmm. I don't think you're gonna stay. Yeah, regardless of anything, even unless you win a playoff game, that's mm-hmm. the only way you could probably have a chance to stay. All right, let's let's flip the script here a little bit here. Now this off season, okay, or this po- I'm sorry, not this off, this postseason, right? Yeah, going into Wild Card Weekend, going okay, into going up before everyone got eliminated, right? Every single coach. Every single one. Okay, I'm taking the Raiders out of this because he's not the full-time head coach, right? There's one defensive head coach, and then Belichick. Everybody else is an offensive guy. Yeah. Who just came from the offensive side of the ball. Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, do you think that if you are an owner, right, you should be looking more from an offensive side than then assume that that guy can hire a defensive genius? Especially knowing now that you have guys like Mike Zimmer, who is a great defensive coordinator, right? Wade Phillips is still technically out there. He might be going to the USFL, but either way, you've got defensive minds out there that you can hire. Um, do, do you have a – looking at the success of most teams and you go, man, a lot of offensive coaches there, does it make you tend to want to lean offensive guy over mm. defensive guy? Or do you still don't really care about that? No, I just thought I, it was interesting I, how drastically one-sided it was this offseason. Yeah, this, no, this I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily care. As long yeah. as you, whatever side you get, you get a really strong yeah. coordinator on the other side. Yeah. I don't think it necessarily matters. Like, if you pull, you know, 
a, like a Brandon Staley, for example, right? Like you get a good defensive guy, right. and then you find a great offensive coordinator to work with him. That's why I love like the Sean McVay system. The way year they went to the Super Bowl, because it was like, all right, I'm an offensive guy, so I'm gonna get like the best defensive coordinator yeah. I can think of, and he's gonna. So it's like I'm working on the offense, he's working on defense, and yeah. it kind of works like that. I've got Rachel like, Morris, who sucks, but it's fine. Yeah, but you know it is what it is. Yeah. But um, I think I think I don't think it necessarily matters what side you get, because Sean McDermott is the other defensive guy, and he looks like he might be going to the AFC Championship game, and they can right, beat right. the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. So like. I think either way it can work yeah. as long as you have an offense quarterback like a Brian Dable mm-hmm. doing the offensive stuff while you do the defensive stuff. Yeah, a lot of Buffalo fans don't like him. That's crazy. Isn't that weird? I don't. I'm like. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do have a lot of games where they look flat and like not ready There's to play. Game, you know what's but... funny? Every one of their games this year they won by double digits. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Buffalo wins. Mm-hmm. That's weird to me. How I, I just Did yeah. We blew I just, out or we didn't win. I feel like I feel like it, it's a lot of Josh Allen, but it's also a lot of like play calling stuff where well, the it's run like, games on is the run game's awful. Yeah, really and I'm like, if they're not using Josh Allen around like running the ball yeah. and he's just stationary passing, the receivers aren't like the best in the world either. Yeah. So it's not very hard to stop them. I don't understand how a guy like Greg Roman has not been interviewed for a head coaching job. Baltimore's OC. Yeah, like think about know. it honestly, he's, right? He's great. Made Kaepernick. Look good, right? Yeah. Got to a Super Bowl with Har- on Harbaugh's staff. He's Lamar's coach. That's 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 the guy that the Bears should be. That's what I, for. that's what I'm saying, right? Like, like Justin how do you how do you not immediately if you're Chicago go? We have a mobile quarterback wants to throw on the run, wants to get we want to get creative on offense, and we have the one guy in the NFL who has done it twice with yep. two guys who can't throw the football very well and has made them successful in this league. I just don't understand how guys like that because you're seeing. Nathaniel Hackett, the Green Bay offensive coordinator, even though the floor, like, if you're the OC and you don't call plays, you're not really the offensive coordinator. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, it's yeah. not happening. Yeah. You know, Not that he's not maybe not qualified, but let's call a spade a spade. Like, Dan Campbell was the tight ends coach and assistant head coach for the Saints. It just is what it is, you yeah. know. Um, is there a guy for you that you would be targeting? Is it Brian Dable for you? Like, it, it, no matter where you're at, like, offensively, defensively, you know, whatever team you are, you're looking at and going, if you had to rank your candidates, who's like your one-two? Well, I would say Brian Dable, but I would actually look at a guy like Luke Fickle from college. Really? But I just love Luke Fickle so So much. So you think that you you would take that risk knowing that over the past, I don't know, 15 years, only Jim Harbaugh is really the only coach that's worked out coming from college? I think think you could take a good shot at him. And I think I like like coaches, college coaches, that come from, like, smaller schools that are really good. Hmm. Because, like, if you come from, like – like, that's why, like, for me, like, Nick Saban or, like, Urban is weird. Because I'm like, you're coming in, and you were, like, the top of the top. You had all the five-star recruits, right. and you were just dismantling everybody. Yeah. A team like Cincinnati is, like, you played Notre Dame, and you're like, this is going to be a really tough matchup for us. Because right. we just don't have the recruiting. We have yeah. to coach well yeah. to be able to beat this team. Rather than, all right, let's hope our five-star guys can go out there and just cruise by this team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think a guy like Luke Fickle or a guy like Matt Campbell – could be very interesting hires mm-hmm. because they're not in the biggest programs, but yeah. they're making their teams excel yeah. at a higher level than what they should be. Do you think that people are kind of getting scared off a little bit from that college ranks outside of Harbaugh because he's already been in the NFL because of the guys like Matt Rule, who did come from a smaller program like Baylor, and yeah. the ownership has been very loud in saying, this sucks, and we're kind of stuck with this guy. Yeah. Um, you, do you do you do you think that that's kind of scaring? Because we have heard nothing so far, right? Yeah, it's, it's early still, right? They just got fired last week about 
where to go, like who people are looking at. Like we've got offensive coordinators, we got quarterbacks coaches, we got Heinz Ward is getting interviewed, at, and he's the Jets wide receiver coach. And you go really scraping the bottom of the barrel here, yeah, because um, the Jets were terrible. Now, I don't think you could tell me that Heinz Ward is going to be do better than Luke Fickle would in the NFL. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. so I don't disagree there. But no, that's what I mean though. It's like that's a guy. If yeah. I was like, if I was. Uh, owner for one of these teams. Yeah. That's the guy I would at least want to bring in for an interview and go. Yeah. Well, okay, what's like plan? what's what? Would you, what yeah, what, what, what would you plan on doing? Like yeah. wh- who are some guys that you'd be looking at? Like yeah. Yeah. like that kind of stuff, or mm-hmm. or what kind of guys do you want to bring in? What kind of cult? Like because I think Luke Fickle could bring something different to the NFL that isn't here yet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I don't disagree with that. Um, and I was just. Love, do you think? I do you think though? Real quick before we get to the Brad Holmes stuff, because I do want to talk about that. Um, do you think that? Dan Campbell, I don't want to say having the success that he had because he won three games. That's not fair to say. But he is a former player. He hired 85 former players to be on his coaching staff, right? Do you think that seeing the positive outlook that the Lions currently have, right? I think we can agree on that at least that they're technically – they're on the climb, right? That is making teams kind of reevaluate Looking at form because it was a big sticking for a long time. Like you don't, you just, you're not hiring foreign players, right? You yeah. just don't. And so now Dan Campbell, being a foreign player, rising up through the ranks, and and clearly building a culture here in Detroit, where now a guy like Heinz Ward, a guy like Gerard Mayo, who's the de facto defense coordinator for New England, even though he's got card over 58 points, is is getting looked at, right? Um, do you think that Dan Campbell having that and building that culture, right, for people that are like, oh, man, people actually kind of want to play in Detroit. Like, that's yeah. freaking weird, mm-hmm. right? Do you think that is – do you think that is a direct – do you think there's some correlation there? Because I do, I do think a little bit where Campbell really going outside the box and all former players. They're yeah. all former players. Yeah. And for the most – for the most part. And having – and building something and really starting to show that the Lions are competitive and they're, they're – even though they're not winning a bunch of games right now, you can see – that there's some writing on the wall that maybe this could work. And do you think the other teams are like, maybe we don't necessarily have to go the conventional, he's an OC, he's yeah. a DC, he's, you know what I mean? I maybe think, I can take the assistant head coach who just happens to be a position coach. Yeah, I, take I the position I, coach guy. I, w- I would say yes, but I also think that you really have to look at where they came from. Yeah. I think like Sean yeah, DC, Payton, yeah, Sean right. Payton is a great person yeah. to pull an assistant yeah, you know, head coach underneath from, uh, yeah, like yeah. underneath from, or like Andy Reid, his coaching tree is like phenomenal. But if you're like, all right, so this guy was Bill Belichick's, yeah, you know, assistant head coach or whatever, I would just give it a second glance and go, it's like never, historically, never it never, works. it never, never really works. works. Yeah. So is it going to work this time? Probably not. Yeah. Like if history says the last six times we hired a uh, Patriot guy and they all didn't work, why is the seventh time going to work? You know what I mean? Right, 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 so right. I would say yes to an extent. Yeah. But also like. Let's like see where they're coming from too. Yeah, yeah. Also, right, yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I'm not, I'm not 100 sold on Dan Campbell yet either. So, yeah. no, I, I, I mean, you know, he has his flaws, but I'm just saying that the propensity to say he's building a culture. Yes, right? yeah, he's but doing yeah, these but I'm things saying that we want a head coach to do. Yeah, right. I just think that there's there's some merit there, which I think is yeah, kind of is. interesting, you know, to kind of open up that book a little bit more. Because yeah. that's all we heard, right, was, well, are you an OC or are you a DC? Which one are we hiring, right? He had the best defense. Todd Bowles has the best defense in football. Goes to the Jets. They're terrible. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's just an interesting kind yeah, of – I feel uh, like some people are also just like coordinators. Huh? Like Todd Bowles oh, to yeah. me, I feel yeah. like it's like I'm not, I don't want to work on both sides. Like yeah. I just want to be defensive side. Right. Yeah, like I, I, don't, I don't see people. I, I, yeah, there are some there are some people out there that they're talking about like the 
the uh, uh, Byron Leftwiches of the world and that kind of stuff. I go, man, that's a – you look really good when you're coaching Tom Brady. Exactly. And with Bruce Arians. How good are you going to look with Daniel Jones? Yeah. And that's How, and that's yeah, my exact yeah. thing with Luke Fickle. Right, it's right. like it's like yeah, you can look great with Bryce Young and yeah, all this talent yeah. around you, but you got Desmond Ritter and a whole bunch of yeah. three star wide receivers out here, <laughs> and you're 13 and 0 going to a, going to a Final Four game. So I'm like, yeah. the way you can coach and inc- and like yeah. put these people to their ceiling, yeah. I think it's much better than yeah, just right. having all the star power. That's what I think Dan Campbell's doing. Just saying, that coaching staff doing good. Aaron Glenn getting head coach. Hey, see if I don't see. Yeah, I know. I'm. Low key, still think it's going to be Ben Johnson and tight ends coach. Sure. I, I think is what's going to yeah. end up happening. Um, it'll be interesting. All right, let's shift folks here a little bit. I do want to talk about Brad Holmes' press conference, and then I got a wrestling question for you. I know it's been a lot of NFL heavy, but there's no NBA playoffs right now. Yeah. Baseball's in the offseason. KD is out for four to six weeks, so they're going to yeah. tank for a little Lakers bit. Lakers are not going to make Lakers playoffs. Lakers are terrible. And my only hope in life right now is that Luka Doncic can bring me some hope. That's it. That's all I got. They're the eight now, right? Lakers? They're in the eight seed? Right yeah, now? they are the eight oh seed. But hey, Dallas? Five seed. Are they really good for them? They're like four games over five hundred right now. Yeah, they were fi- they were riding that. They were riding five hundred for a long time. I go anytime now. I literally yeah. I was watching a game. I think they were playing um, the Knicks. A couple days no, ago. no, no. They were playing Phoenix. Oh, okay. and I think it was Phoenix. I think and this was earlier in the season. Oh, okay, and I was like, they were like I think six and six or something like that. I was like. Anytime we want to see this whole Jason Kidd thing work out, we yeah. can. We can I think now, happen. so like Luca and Porzingis <laughs> both went through health and safety protocol. Like yeah, in yeah. last, like like Luca had it for two weeks. He came back the second he came back. Chris Stops got it for like two weeks. Yeah. So I was like, I think now they're like as close to fully healthy as they can get, and their yeah. schedule lightens up a little bit. So I think you're gonna compound a lot of wins. Yeah. But the Pistons win some more games. This, they got to yeah. double digits finally. Yeah. We won like I what think, five out of their last eight or something like that. Yeah. I something think they're crazy. at like ten or eleven wins now. Yeah. So. so that's good, right? We're finally kind of starting to see some of it. I'm interested. In this we're gonna talk trade deadline here in a week or two, just yeah. to kind of see what's gonna happen. Where do you want the Pistons to go? So we'll talk NBA later, but baseball's in the offseason. Hockey. We'll talk about more once again. Trade deadline. Yeah, Red Wings are low key falling apart. So it's like yeah, they won yesterday. They they got the four. Yeah, but I think they were like five losses in a row or so. They're at five hundred right now. I think technically. So they're they're pretty close anyway. Um, but I do want to talk about Brad Holmes' presser. We don't hear from Brad Holmes a ton. You know, it's a GM post. You know, a couple things that stuck out to me. Number one, um, the phrase "We are now in the player acquisition phase of this." Now. Uh, you okay. can take it to read one of two ways. You can yeah. take it as is taking it of okay, we're in the offseason, free agency, draft, right? Lines are coaching the senior bowl, which I'm super excited about. They get to see Malik Thank Willis God. and Sam Howell live and in action, which is good. If they had Kenny Pickett, I'd probably cry. I would too. But <laughs> but they they're getting it to work with both sides. But actually I prefer them working with those two. Yeah, because they're the more that, question Because they're the more yeah. late first round, early second. Like Kenny Pickett won't be there no, they won't. at twenty no. seven or yeah, whatever. We're gonna get into mock drafts too in a couple weeks as well, which will make me excited. But uh <laughs> yeah. um so they're coaching the senior ball, right? The other way to say it to, to look at that player acquisition phase is that maybe now I'm not saying this is what it is, but you have more resources this year. Yeah. You have picks do you think that that is a direct correlation as I'm saying, okay, maybe we're going to open the checkbook a little bit more and maybe not so many one-year stopgap guys and we're going to go get some dudes. Like, I do feel looking at this team right now, they do have a pretty solid foundation in several areas. Yes. I mean, you could say the offensive line is pretty much locked down. 
Don't outside know. of a guard. Yeah, which I honestly, I don't know if they just restructure Vitae, if they liked Vitae enough to just keep him. Yeah. I don't know. I look at, yeah, so, yeah, really quick on that. Yeah. I look at offensive line. I've been thinking about it. I'm like, if you got four out of five studs. Yeah, you're pretty much good. Like, I don't, I don't, you don't need a whole five out of five normally. I'm like, four out of five, yeah. I can work with Exactly. So, you have that. And then your running back room is preset right now for yes. the next at least two years. Yes. Okay. Um, I think you found. I think your tight end room needs a guy desperately. I think you need a. I think you need, you need a, a second guy. Yeah, you yes, need absolutely. a number two, a legit yes. number two. And I, I think agree. Brock Wright is a good, solid number three guy. Yeah. Um, Amon Ra, you have found out, is a stud. Yes. And you need two Just, more guys to go with him. Yes. Like legitimate. Now, if Josh Reynolds wants to be the number three. I, I was. I'm okay I with thought that. the same thing where yeah. I was like, if you gave me a lineup where you had like. In a hypothetical, like, yep. like Jamar Chase, and then you had a lesser guy, Amon Ross St. Brown, and then like Josh Reynolds was the first guy in a rotation yeah, out. Right. Yeah. I'd be right. perfectly exactly. fine. Now, but you do if, need another stud if, if or two. If the Lions out there, somehow take Jamar Dotson or like that, the wide receiver. Yeah, Jamar Dotson. Um, or they, they somehow manage to fall ass backwards into Chris Olave and make my dreams come true. You know, with that back for if they don't take a quarterback in the back half of the first round, Chris Olave, St. Brown, Reynolds free agent acquisition somebody in that middle tier yeah. or you go all right maybe, maybe yeah. we got a little something yeah something maybe going on maybe here. you can actually work yeah, with yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah exactly defensively like dream kelvin ridley but oh yeah seriously put that into the world because i would cry yeah trade like, the first like, second round pick done yeah so, there you go yeah that's what, that's what i was saying i was like yeah. if you had kelvin oh. amon rossi brown josh oh, reynolds oh my god and a free agent acquisition Ooh. or a draft pick I literally got chills. Yeah. Just saying, just got chills. Um, if he plays defensively, defensively, right? That's there's, there's more. There's a lot more issues. However, I will say this: I think this year, with the amount of time, all your draft picks played, yes. right? Everybody, right? Yeah. Lee McNeil, I, I think, is a starter for you. I think Anzarike was probably, if you're looking at disappointments, is probably the only one where you go, I need to see more yes. out of this. Um, you know, coming mm-hmm. off the back injury, yeah. you knew. You weren't going to see the explosiveness, I think, that they saw in college. Yeah, you get Romeo coming back yep. with the draft of either Thibodeau or Hutchinson. Which is what like you're, 99% you're doing. Sure. Yep. And I want, to talk about some, I want to talk about a scenario as well. Linebacking core, you need help. Derek Barnes is there. I like Jalen Rees-Meeben. I, I look at Derek Barnes, since I'm a Seattle fan, as like yeah. a Jordan Brooks. Yeah. Where I think he's really good, yeah. but you need that he number time. one guy. He needs time. Yeah. He needs time. Secondary, right? Awarie. Do you bring him back, right? Because he's yes, coming to the end. I think, so. I think he can be a solid place for you, right? He's a young guy. I don't think he's going to cost you a ton. Tracy Walker is probably going to be their number one focus. I think him and Awarie are going to be yeah. there too. So I think Tracy Walker should come back. I think yeah. he's earned the right to come back. I think he's been there. He was their best defensive player in, mm. in on the whole team. Um, you have Okuda coming back. I like Melifon Wu quite a bit. I think there's – and Jerry Jacobs played well. I think you have a lot of – high upside guys yeah but i think they're gonna still address it you know and 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 Holmes said you know you can always look for help on the outside both offensive and defensively that spoke to me is we need help at wide receiver and we need help at corner yeah and we need help in the defensive secondary you need another safety even if you bring back tracy you need yeah, somebody to guy. get because will harris is terrible yes. he's not good i'm sorry it just didn't work out but back to my original point is there are foundational pieces on this football team mm-hmm. right now so I think they did a really good job of just saying, and they and he mentioned this in the presser, we could have easily went and signed during the season a bunch of veteran guys to fill some of these holes. Yeah. But we made the conscious effort to say we have to play these young guys. We have to play because we gotta see. These snaps are invaluable to their growth and development. And so 
if, if we're already 0-7, what the hell's the point in going and signing a free agent? Like, Mikel Roby Coleman was on the team the whole year. He didn't play. Yeah. Because, you know, okay, we get we know what you can do. It yeah. It's not going to help We need us. to see what Jerry Jacobs can exactly, do. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, the other thing that kind of uh, stuck out to me a little bit um, was his his statement of we are so much more ahead this year than we were last year as terms of scouting player development player personnel and all that stuff i did you watch the presser at no. all did you see the highlights okay no. you didn't see any okay but i i just want to get i guess your opinion on where you think this team where where what do you what do you think is there is their battle strategy going to be going into this offseason this is a big offseason for the lions these yeah. next two are going to be huge for them yeah and then i want to offer up a trade scenario for you in the draft yeah i want to see if you would take that based yeah. on brad Holmes saying this is in a player acquisition phase now i yeah. don't know if that means just because literally free agency is in a month and a half or if it's the draft is coming up or if he's talking about in general now is the time to load up and go get some guys. Yeah. I don't know what that means necessarily. Um, but thoughts on the battle plan. Thoughts on Brad Holmes as a GM so far. Mm. Because not signing Galladay is looking like a hell of a damn good move. Yeah. You know and you get mean? the compensatory third out of it. So you're like, exactly. Yeah. Um, right. I think, I mean, I think he's him and um, Troy Weaver for the Pistons both have been like A plus for me. Mm-hmm. I haven't really. Trinity Benson trade was the only thing I can actively say you whiffed on. Yeah, Trinity Benson. And then, like, obviously the Levi Anzuike thing, we still have to see. Yeah. uh, That could be a miss in the second round, which, you know, there were some other guys that we were sitting around. I know uh, JOK was a big guy where it's like we could use a really nice linebacker here. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm holding out hope a little bit because I know we had a back thing. So I'm hoping to see more. He did play a lot more. Yeah. During the end of the year. During the end, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, but outside of that, I think Brett Holmes done a really good job. I think this draft gave you everyone, like I said, outside of Levi Anzarike, I think everyone else has performed to a at least good, not, if not great or amazing level. With, <laughs> if you look at like Panay Sewell, like yeah, right. yeah, he was like you locked, locked that down. Yeah, like, you've, you've like, locked you, him down you for four that years. Pick. Yeah. You nailed that pick, and so it gives me confidence going into this upcoming draft at the very least that you know. We, we, we could sit here and discuss, all right, do we like Aiden yeah, Hunter? Yeah, right, do we like Thibodeau? Right. Yep. Or do we like another guy? Do we like yep. Kyle Hamilton as a safety? Yep. Blah, blah, blah. I have the confidence that if they pick Thibodeau, I'll go, okay, they probably like Thibodeau more. Like, right. Thibodeau's probably going he, yeah, to be there's better. There's a plan here. There's a plan that they like Thibodeau more. Or, like, late first round, right, they pick Daxon Hill instead of Chris Olave. Okay, they probably just like the safety mm-hmm. more than this mm-hmm. receiver. Like, yep. I will agree. I, I have more faith that I will agree with more of their picks, mm-hmm. even if it's a weird, like, yeah, like, like I didn't see a Lee McNeil in the third round. I didn't, no, see I didn't either. The second but round, like, I went, okay. If they, if they decide to pick like a, like an Alex Leatherwood yeah. kind of guy, right. Where like the Raiders picked him. Everyone was like, what is that? I'll maybe I'll feel more like maybe they have an idea right. where right, they're right. going to put this guy yeah. instead of right. having a backup tackle in the and, first round, they'll move into guard. And, to, and to that point so. too, right, Mike. And I think you made a great point there without even knowing that you did it. Um, where, it is clear at this point in time, at least from the little sample size that we do have, that Brad Holmes, at least in my opinion, is drafting best player. Yeah. And he is not necessarily strictly going by need. Because yeah. if you look at it... I think it's I think it's partially need. Yeah. But it's also partially... I don't think this roster like, is strong enough in certain like, spots. I think last year you looked at... Okay, so it's like you could take Justin Fields, or you could take Penesul, or you could take... 
Michael Parsons. Right. And you're like, okay, so which of these three do we like most? Yeah. Because these are three needs. Mm-hmm. Okay, we we need we need a, a tackle more than we do a linebacker. I think or they the, looked and they went, he's the best player. I think yeah, they thought he was exactly. The best but like player. like okay, now yeah. rate these three for you. Okay, we like right, Panay right. Sewell, Michael Parsons, Fields. All right, well yep. Panay's there. We're taking Panay that. Yep. Like you know what I mean? Like I think that's yeah. how they look at it. And I appreciate the way they look at it. Yeah, and I think that that's what you're going to see quite a bit. And that's what makes me a little bit nervous about this number two pick because if if and he talked positively about Trey Flowers, take that for what you will, right? It has not worked out as well as I hoped it would be. Now, when he's on the field, I think he's effective. He's just not on the field enough to warrant yeah. an $18 million paycheck. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do there. But with Romeo, you've got Will Harris, who you're I'm assuming they're going to try to bring back, right? I just don't want them to rely upon that as their pass rush next year. That would yeah. be a really big misstep, in my opinion, because of the fact that you have potentially two guys where you're like, man, that could be our number one pass rusher. Like, that yeah. could be our guy. Um, uh, question I want to ask you, though. Do you think, okay, in, in this trade scenario, okay, okay, I believe the Giants, is it the Giants are picking four, right? The Giants are fourth this year? Yes. Okay. I think they have the number 10 pick, too, I believe. Right? Sure, yeah. I mean, I can look it up, but I'll, I'll take your word for it and I'm say gonna look, yes. I'm going to look it up real fast because it, it, it matters in this scenario. Come on. Just give me NFL draft order. Hold on. Because I have a specific scenario that I want to pitch to you. Very specific. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, it's the Jets. Jets are picking four. I think, and then they have pick ten. Okay, it's the Jets, not the not the Giants. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jets have four and ten. Giants yeah. have five and seven. Oh, maybe it is five and seven. Okay, I'll I'll ask that one. Okay, mm-hmm. the, the Giants at five and seven. Yeah, because okay. Giants also have Chicago's pick. So yeah, okay, five and seven. So Giants at five and seven. Okay. Okay. Lions in this scenario, Jacksonville takes Thibodeau number one. Okay. Okay. Giants GM calls, offers five seven, and whatever a sweetener, sure, right? To trade up to two, they want to hop Houston and grab a tackle. Okay, they want to get Evan Neal or whatever. Yeah, okay. Okay? Houston takes Houston just takes Aiden Hutchinson. Jets take name a guy, right? Whoever. Lion, do you take that deal knowing that? Both those edge rushers are off the board, and potentially Kyle Hamlin. I'm not going to put the Jets yeah. in a specific spot because I think they actually are pretty. They said safety's a need for them, but I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, but do you take that deal? Let's just say it's just five and seven, and then yeah. make it up whatever you want. Yeah, make another you tra- Do you trade down knowing that Hutchinson's staring you in the face? Uh yes, you do. Yes. Okay, why do you do that? I think. Now, okay, this this correlates to my personal ones, mm-hmm. but also I think this is a very important, like, you would have to rank them and see. Yeah, yeah. But if you have five and seven, there's a strong chance that you could get your top quarterback. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, if you I, think I, Kenny I, I Pickett's your guy, yeah, I have thousand percent if you think Kenny Pickett's yeah, yeah. your guy, you could pick him at five, yeah. and then you also have seven. Right. Because you can't pick him under the Panthers, because Panthers would probably take him. So you have to pick him at five. But then at seven, so you're missing on your edge rushers. But you have Romeo Aquara, you have um, Trey Flowers if you want to bring him back, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but you have the you could get any wide receiver you'd want. You get any linebacker. You there are so the possibilities are endless at seven that you could get that I would do it. Okay. Now similar because I don't I don't think like 
Thibodeau or Hutchinson are like Nick Bosa. You don't? Yet. Okay. Like, maybe if they test off the charts, maybe it'll be different. Okay. But, like, right now, I look at, like, Nick Bosa or, like, Chase Young. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done it if Chase Young was there. Okay. I don't I don't look at Thibodeau at 80 Hutchinson as, like, Chase Young yet. Really? Okay, no. that's interesting to me because I, I kind of – and I don't know yet, and I'm with you there. I don't know how to evaluate yeah. the edge. If you, if you told me Thibodeau, like – Tess better than Chase Young did or something, mm-hmm. and I go, okay, maybe he is better. Maybe I wouldn't do that deal. Mm-hmm. But right now, I look at a guy like Chase Young. I'm like, I would do it for Chase Young, not for eight yeah. hundred. It's just, it's just an interesting thought because I look at pass rusher, and I think it's such a big need for this team. Now, obviously, if they go spend big money on a, on a pass rusher, then maybe not so much. I don't know who's going to be available in free agency. I haven't delved into that just yeah. yet. But like, I, it's hard for me to say yes. But at the same time, five and seven would be pretty darn spectacular or if the jets wanted to trade up but this thing you'd have five seven twenty seven and then thirty four i know you have four picks in the top thirty five like you you just get ammunition after ammunition at that point yeah so yeah just just kind of pairing that with the fact that brad holmes is saying this is in a player acquisition mode if you're reading into it from the rebuild perspective of they're looking yeah you know what i mean so and even then, it's like at that point, it's like maybe at five you pick Kyle Hamilton, yeah. seven you pick you know whoever. And now you just got you got to start, yeah. You got yeah Tracy and Kyle Hamilton. Maybe you could pull another edge rusher. Is like, this the is this the most optimism you've had in the Lions offseason in the last five six years? I can't say so because I feel like every year going into Patricia, I was optimistic. Yeah, I was optimistic the first year, and then I was really scared. The year the year we got. Um, Flowers and stuff. Was a good flowers day. and stuff. Like was that, I was like, oh god! Yeah, like know, they're Trey they're flowers. pulling for Jesse stuff. Jesse James. We sent we sent a lot of good people that year, and then none of them panned out. Yeah, but, but like going into it, I yeah, was like, yeah, you're you're in like a win now mode, high, and then you were signing people. I was yeah. like, okay, this yeah. is crazy. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so I would say that was like that's the anomaly. Yeah. But as a bad team going into an off season, I just think like looking fun. at the draft capital that they have. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, man, they just they have they have such an opportunity right now to get better immediately yeah you know what i mean and to get players that they think can immediately make a difference so it's, it's extremely exciting the kobe dean i would love the kobe dean is that the linebacker from georgia number yeah. like 17 who just yeah. flies everywhere mm-hmm. yeah just like, i don't like taking linebackers high but well know, no i mean this has yeah. been going at like 15 but like yeah, yeah um all right shifting focus here i want to ask you two questions on the wrestling front Okay. Two questions. You said one question earlier. I did, but I was I, only ready I, for one. I've, I've come. I've come for the second one too. Okay. okay. We got time. Number one. Okay. And this, this is not about WWE or AEW because we've talked about scenarios oh, all day long. Oh wait. I, do I know what yeah. one? Okay. Yeah. Um, we went to a GCW show on Friday night, which was awesome, by the way. If you rent the the what is the one that was I don't know what it was called, but go to, if you rent GCW's recent shows, Detroit and Chicago, you'll see Mike, Kyle, and I in the in the crowd. Uh, yeah, I've rewatched show. it. And I can you can see me cowardly in the corner yeah. when a guy goes through yeah. like, the table thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh yeah. man, that's mm-hmm. me. Yeah, everyone um, laughs at it. It's funny. Yeah, the um, but we went to a GCW show. Okay, first off, I want to ask you this: Is GCW right now the best promotion in the United States that doesn't have a TV deal? You think the biggest one? Ring of Honor's gone right now. NWA technically has TV, right? Yeah. Impact has TV. I, I don't I, I would have kind I, of filled the void. I'm not going to lie. I would reckon to say that they might they might be my favorite. Now, I will yeah. say favorite in a hard term that I don't watch a lot of yeah. non-WWE, AEW, New Japan wrestling. Yeah. Like, even Ring of Honor or anything. Mm-hmm. But they might be my favorite um, independent promotion 
Yeah. I think in general. I think they are killing it right yeah. now. And it's, it's like, I think it's better than Impact. Yeah, I, do I think it's better than what Ring of Honor was doing this past year. I think it's better than and, the NWA. And it's way better than the NWA. NWA is like the last. Like, yeah. I, I never watched the NWA. Some people really like it. I just can't. I just I can't, can't get do into it. it. I can't do it either. I don't I like do the, it. I, I just don't care about the people. It just feels like, okay, we're doing this whole studio wrestling thing. I go, oh, great. But there's a reason why no one's doing it anymore. Yeah. There's a legitimate reason. But yeah. Um, but no, I would say GCW for me is like my legitimate. And like, if you don't know, right, GCW, it's, it's, you get some quality wrestling, right? They always bring in some bigger names, right? We saw Alex Shelley. We saw Jimmy Jacobs. We saw Ricky Morton and Two Cold Scorpio, which were, you know, you never thought you'd see those people at this time. Um, Matt Cardona came in. Jeff Jarrett's working for GCW. He showed up on, you know, in Chicago on Saturday night. Um, we saw Kevin Nash make an appearance, which was kind of cool. Like Sabu was there. Sabu was there, right? Like, and, and you also have the hardcore element as well. Yeah. As well as some really solid wrestling with the yeah. deathmatch stuff. Yeah, some cool young guys who like that Matthew Matthew Justice guy. Yeah. I think it's like right. star yeah. of the making. Absolutely. Stuff Absolutely. Like that. Um second question I want to ask you. Okay. Based off of this. And I and I we talked about this at the show, and I've only kind of reinforced that thought since then. I think Matt Cardona, aka formerly known as Zack Ryder, yeah, is the number one or is the hottest free agent guy i don't consider being signed to impact or nwa is not being a free agent sorry i just yeah. don't whatever i think he is the hottest guy on the roster not looks like actively like people are talking about him yeah in the wrestling world right now for your money that's not signed to wwe or AEW. oh 100 i think he is legitimately doing his best work mm-hmm. i think he's on fire from a, I think he put GCW on the map for me personally. Yeah. When I knew he was going there, and I watched him win the title, I was like, "Oh crap, okay." And the amount of buzz that this company has gotten, Jeff Jarrett's there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that match too for me. So yeah, like, it put like, them on the map. Yeah. So like New Japan at Wrestle Kingdom 11 did their yeah. Kenny Okada one. Yeah. And that was the one for me for like. They brought in so many, mm-hmm. I think, U.S. fans because everyone in the world was like, this might be the best match I've ever it seen. It was that and then coupled follow following year when Jericho came in. Yeah, when That's Jericho when came in. Where it went, everyone went, I don't know what this is, but, but I love it. But I, I love it because of the wrestling and yes. everything. Yes. I think this show having Nick Cage and Matt Cardona have that match and like the reaction when he won it and everything, it was insane. I think like it put – GCW on the map. Yes. And everyone was like, I kind of have to watch this now. Well, because you, you buy the show – even if you see it after, well, Matt Cardona, what the hell is GCW, right? He's yeah. doing this independent crap, whatever. He had a cup of coffee in AEW, which I'm glad he didn't stay because I think he would have gotten washed out. Um, to then winning it and you go, right, why does he look like destroyed, right? You see the gifts on Twitter, people throwing stuff. And then you go, I went and bought the show. Yeah. I went and bought it and watched it post. And you watch the whole show and you go, man, there's some quality stuff here. And then you see the deathmatch stuff and you're like, oh my. And then you watch him and the deathmatch and you're like, Holy crap. Like, yeah. this is a whole other realm of things that you're not even, people aren't even paying attention yeah. to. I just think right now, he is the hot, like, right now, if he showed, like, it, it, I reckon it, if he didn't come from WWE and everything was the exact same, if WWE signed him, I think people would be losing their minds yeah. if he signed. Yeah. He right? Would, if he be. showed up on AEW television tomorrow and he wasn't formally known as Zack Ryder, yeah. and he was doing exactly what he's doing now, I think AEW would be like, Oh crap, Matt Cardona is here. Yeah. I think he is absolutely killing it. I don't know if anybody else in the last couple of years, ever since WWE 
kind of went on their spending spree and brought in the coals and the fishes and everybody. And then when AEW started up and took everybody else, literally, I don't know of anybody else since AEW's formation that has taken over the way he has where I go everywhere he goes, he's making money. He's doing stuff where I go. Yep. Like for me, like at this point now, like I, you know, I watch his YouTube show. I watch his vlogs and all that stuff, but the money he, he is getting, like the stuff that he's doing is just next level. And I just thought it was paramount to talk about this because we don't talk a lot about independent wrestling very often, yeah. but it's, it's hard to ignore what he's doing. Because it literally everywhere he goes, it turns into gold right now. Yeah, I think the only other guy I would argue yeah. to that fact, but not anymore, yeah. is Jay White, like two yes. years ago. Yes. I think Jay White, yeah, at Russell, really after his, uh, what was this, like 15, after 15 when he lost to Ibushi or whatever, yes. and he was like doing that press conference where he's like, this sucks, I'm done, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and blah. Like, like, and everyone go? was like, where's he going to go? Like, yeah, yeah. I think Jay White was really, really hot yes. for about like six now months stuck there. stuck impact and not doing anything. It's annoying. Yeah, exactly. But um, Damn or he went, yeah he went to like a New Japan Strong show the other day or something too. But yeah, he, needs, um, he needs to go back. Yeah, well, uh, Jay White I would say is the only other guy that would rival that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone. I think Matt Cardona right now it's like if he went to any independent wrestling show, I think people are selling out that place yes. just to see yes. him. Yes, I was bummed he wasn't selling merch because I wanted yeah. to meet him on, on Friday because like I just think right now it's something that wrestling needs so much. Yeah. we need we need you need that alternative. From yeah. WWE and AEW, right? Like, yeah. AEW is the alternative to WWE, clearly, yes. right? But, like, sometimes AEW is a machine unto itself, you know what I mean? Like, they just are. Yeah. So, you just need that extra thing where I'm just like, man, it is nice to see guys that you know were underutilized and now are just taking it by the balls and just... Yeah. running with it. And also, I think GCW, just specifically as an independent yeah. company, I think... They give you, and as AEW does the same thing, where it's like every night they give you something at least something different. that you like. Mm-hmm. Like if you're like, okay, we like mixed tag matches, they give yep. you one of those. Yep. If you like a high flying match, we give you one of those. If you like an extreme match, we give yep. you. Then you get the death match at the end. Like you get at least one match of everything that you would want. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, yeah. I, I if you go to the show, it's like I'm not a big fan of the the high-flying stuff right, by, right. like, a good technical match. Right. Okay, then you get Gresham and yeah. whoever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you like the high-flying stuff? Here's um, yeah. Jordan Oliver versus Jordan Leon Oliver Ruff. and yeah. Leon Ruff or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Now you like the hardcore stuff? Here's Alex Cologne yeah, and their exactly. death match or whatever. Like, they give you one of each thing, so it's like every fan can go to a show and go, I'm at least going to get one match yeah. that I'm going to be like, really invested in. For. Yeah, the death match drags you in, right, for sure. It's The, the death match is like, yeah. I want to go it's, to see a death match. Yeah, exactly, but to get there you go through some really quality stuff yeah like i really like i really enjoyed the friday night show that we went to i enjoyed the first time we went um a couple months back we're going to be going again in april i'm already locking that in now you don't even have a choice we're just going it's happening um i just you know they're selling and here's the thing and you want to know why a company like gcw is so important they just sold they're, they're selling out hammerstein yeah the next weekend that's huge that is ginormous for so many reasons, you know, Hammerstein Ballroom of New York, you know, it's where ECW ran so many shows. It's ridiculous at this point, but like, that's a huge moment. And you got guys like Jeff Jarrett coming in, putting over people. You got guys like Alex Shelley. You got guys that like Jimmy Jacobs, you've got legends working. Like I said, Ricky Morton, two gold Scorpio. Um, you had the Briscoes that are their tag champs right now. You just have so many top quality performers 
in this company. And Matt Cardona for me is standing right at the damn tippy tippy top of that, that scenario. I just, I just wanted to bring it up a little bit. We don't talk about independent wrestling a ton. And I thought it was important. I just want to, you know, give a shout out to him. I tweeted about it. Um, saying that he's probably the hottest pro wrestler on the world right now. That's not signed to a major contract. Um, he retweeted it. So I appreciate that. Got a bunch of, got a bunch of likes on that. So you want to check Matt Cardona's page. I'm, I'm on there somewhere. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, considering we just went to the show, we just saw him live. I mean, even Mike, when he went, um, again, had his match against Rhino, right? Where he comes out, Kevin Nash already made an appearance, you know, did a little mm. spiel, blah, 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 blah. And then what is, what is Zach or what is uh, Matt Cardona do? His entrance music starts with Kevin Nash's big daddy, cool diesel entrance music. And everybody goes, Oh, wait. Is Kevin Nash going to come back out and wrestle or do something like that? And then he comes out with the glove, mm. the tassels, and everything. I'm like, it's easy. The people are just booing the shit out of him. And it's just, for me as a fan that, like, I don't really, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, we sat there and we're laughing because we just know it's working. You mm. know what I mean? And it's just one of those things where you look at it and I say, it's fun. It's fun to be yeah. in the crowd. It's fun to watch. It's fun to see the development of, of a character where he's, you know, him from WWE, but you're seeing now it's like a whole different ball game mm-hmm. for that person. So super interesting, super fun. Looking forward to seeing more, looking forward to watching that Hammerstein show. I'm going to watch that. Um, that'll be good stuff uh, for sure. As we kind of get prepped for, you know, we have the rumble pretty soon. We've got revolution coming up. We got a lot of good stuff coming up you know in the world of professional wrestling um maybe we'll talk some rumble scenario when is the rumble by the way is it two weeks from two weeks from now so next week we gotta talk about it gotta make our predictions on who's (laughs) winning the rumble biggie baby oh it's gonna happen why don't you shoot me in the face just do that just just oh well let's just crush my dreams it's fine it's whatever um that's gonna be it though for this week's show guys uh next week we'll talk more playoffs i'm gonna try to convince mike to do a quick hitter on tuesday because he loves me and he's my bestest friend he's gonna do it because you know he's gonna talk about how matthew stafford somehow choked it away again and i'm gonna cry (laughs) if that happens i'll definitely do it oh my god please 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 just one time for me lord above please 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 but that's me for this week's show guys on behalf of the missing whale ma'am he's the merkso mike merkel i'm the mouth of michigan robin decker we will see you guys as always next time